Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson, corporate merchant turned boutique owner turned consultant. I want you to start, grow, and scale your boutique business right here with me. If you're ready to master your mindset, margins, and marketing, you're in the right place. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I am your host, Emily Benson. Hopefully, we're friends now in this journey through boutique land. But if we're not friends yet, hi, I own a business called Boutique Training Academy, and I've been making this podcast for about four and a half years now, which is nuts. I thought I'd covered every topic in the book, but we've still got more to talk about because things keep changing. The industry continues to evolve. So I'm excited to be here with you. If you're not already like in my Facebook group, you haven't found my YouTube channel, I want you to definitely head to the show notes and find those things because I have even more free information for you on all these other places. I very rarely double dip and talk about the same thing in multiple places. So it's important for you to know if you just discovered the podcast because you're a podcast kind of kind of gal or kind of person that I do have more on YouTube. I do have more in my Facebook group, my Facebook page, on my Instagram. We're doing all the things. So I want to make sure that you uh, hit me up in all those places so that you can get all the free information because I will tell you, I have had people say to me, Emily, I've listened to your podcast and I've paid for nothing of yours and I'm making a ton of money. So I do have paid courses. I do have uh, paid consulting, but I also have lots for free. So if you're just starting out, don't forget to make sure you get all those free resources. So today I really want to talk about something that's sort of an offshoot of Boutique Land. Now, when you're starting your boutique, if you've been around for a while, you know that generally we source our products from places like markets or shows, or we go to LA to the fashion district. All of that is very important. I don't want to convince you that you need to start your own clothing brand to have a boutique. You do not. But today I want to talk a little bit about what it's like to start your own clothing brand, your own clothing line, because it's something that I actually have extensive experience in. It is what I did for seven, eight years in the corporate retail industry. I was not a buyer. I was what's called a merchant in the corporate retail landscape. Now, buyers are typically for stores like Macy's or JCPenney or even places like Intermix, things like that, where they go out and they're much like boutiques. They go out and they buy other vendors. They buy their, uh, you know, the lines from designers, even Blooming, go to Bloomingdale's, go to Bergdorf's, any place like that. They are all sourcing their products from designers and labels and they're selling them in their store. That's typically what we would call a buyer. So really for your business, you're a buyer and that's okay. It's a great way to run a business. It does typically come with some lower margins. In our world, I encourage you not to have lower margins because it's unsustainable. However, there are plenty of companies out there who are what are called vertical retailers. So a vertical retailer means that you are actually making, designing, planning, buying all your own product. So companies that would be a good example of that are places like Abercrombie & Fitch, where I worked, Club Monaco, even The Gap, Banana Republic, Old Navy. All of those companies make their own merchandise and sell it in their own stores. Now, a vertical retailer tends to have a bit higher margin because they are producing their own product. And so they're kind of cutting out that middleman of the designer. 
Is that always the best way to run a business? Not necessarily. Both ways work. They're just different business models. So neither way is better. My experience personally is only in vertical retail. So when I started my boutique business, I had to learn how to become a buyer. I wasn't allowed to design my own stuff. I couldn't pick interiors and change labels and do all that stuff. It was just like, here's what the vendor has and you can buy it, (laughs) which frankly was a lot easier because what I will tell you about vertical retail and, you know, this is how it translates into our world, into boutique land with starting your own brand or your line is the development cycle is much longer So if you actually think about it like this too, is that our vendors that we buy from, they're working on this long development cycle, meaning they're working six to eight months out on things that will ship to you six to eight months later. They're starting the design process. They're getting samples. What you see at market and shows is generally a sample. It's generally not, they don't have it in their warehouse unless it's an immediate. Um, And that's how vertical retailers work. We were always working on like three to four seasons at once. And each of those seasons was in a different state of development. So if it was January, you know, we were marking down holiday. We were bringing in resort and pre-spring. Those were getting delivered into the warehouse and pushed out to stores, allocated to stores. For summer, we were in the process of finalizing all of the samples and putting our buys in for that, working with the manufacturers to make sure things shipped on time. And then for fall, we were already starting to work on the design and development with our design team. So the thing about being a merchant when I first started was really interesting because you really had to learn to work with all these different people along the entire spectrum, which is why I'm kind of a freak of nature and know about everything from customs and import taxes all the way to designing things and fabric samples and and lab dye color testing and, and all this ridiculous things that if you've worked in vertical retail, you're like, girl, I get it. This world is really intense. It's really intense to be designing and developing your own line. And I see in a lot of Facebook groups, people saying like, oh, how do I design my own product? And how do I get started? And what I need you to know is like, number one, it's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be like basically starting another store. When you go to market, you might think like, oh, market's so stressful. It's so hard. And yes, it is exhausting. It is a lot of work. I Yes, I'm not like downplaying that. But when you start to design your own line, which I'm, I've done with a couple of clients at this point, and we've done it pretty successfully, it's a different animal. It's it's dealing in different timelines. It's dealing with different sample processes all the time. So I want to walk you through what that looks like so you can kind of wrap your head around, is this something I want to do? Do I have the money to invest in it? Do I have the time to invest in it? Do I have the audience that would buy it? Or do I want to just straight up start a wholesale line? and sell it to boutique owners, that's absolutely possible. Um, That's on my bucket list some days to have my own line and bring it to shows. I'd love to do that. I love to design. I mean, that's why I come come from design, manufacturing, and merchandising background. That said, again, I have 87 things on my plate, so that won't be tomorrow. (laughs) Don't worry. You won't see me at market tomorrow with my line, but maybe in four or five years we'll get there. But I think it's important for you to understand if it is something that you want to do or you want to work up to, just knowing kind of what the parameters are, I do want to talk you through that. First and foremost, I do want to say there is always sort of this in-between situation where you can change labels on the clothing that you're buying. I have plenty of um, clients that I work with that do that. They work with a company like CNS in Los Angeles where they get all their goods shipped and consolidated. They Basically, everything you order gets shipped there first 
you have your labels designed, manufactured, and they take the labels out of the vendor's clothing and put your label in. It does have an extra upcharge. Uh, it does delay your timing on getting shipping uh, deliveries, but it can be helpful if you want to establish your own brand. I have a very high-end boutique that I work with out of San Diego, and she has started to bring in some more LA merchandise. And so what we've been doing or what she decided she wanted to do was to relabel everything to her own brand, which was so smart. It's so in line with her brand. It's so in line with her vision. It's It makes so much sense. And the timing and the deliveries aren't exactly as crucial as they might be for you if you're bringing in new stuff every week. That is always an option that's like an in-between option where you can still buy the quantities of, you know, pre-packs, 12, 6, and have it be your label. That is totally a possibility, okay? So I just want to start there that you don't have to go into developing your whole online. You can just basically start with changing labels. Now, let's talk about if you do want to start your own line. The next step up from there would be to print your own t-shirts or have t-shirts with your designs printed on them. T-shirts, sweatshirts, tanks, I'm talking blanks. So the blank business is really huge. You can find a local printer, you can find a printer in probably any Facebook group for boutique owners who will print your design on a t-shirt or various other things. It is an awesome way to start making your own product because you're getting to design cool tees. Tees are selling, if they sell for your people, great and the quantities are really small. So I think that that's another good bridge way for you to start designing your own stuff, especially if you're into graphics, especially if you already are buying some graphics. Why not make some cool ones and get some inspo? You know, just make sure you're not copying other people's graphics. That's like my biggest pet peeve is like, make sure it is truly your original own design, whether you hire a designer or you are a designer and can do it yourself. I think it's really important that anything that you get printed is from your hand or from your brain or you have paid for that property. Absolutely do not go on Pinterest and start pinning things and then say, oh, I wanna have that printed. You do not own that. You need to change it. I've seen that happen a couple of times. Be careful. Make sure that's your own design. Do the research. Do not copy people. It is just such bad karma. All right. Next step up from there would be sourcing from LA. A lot of the LA vendors actually will do private manufacturing, private labeling, whatever for you. Okay. So whether that means they have a style that you love that you want to do in a different colorway, a different fabric, a different print. A lot of them will do that. Now, what's the minimum for that? What's the cost on that? Am I going to pay all this money? Most likely the upcharge on it won't be too terrible, especially if you're using something that they already have the pattern for. Remember when you go to join fabric, there's patterns in the white envelopes and you know, you see it on the front and you open it up. It's all those tissue patterns. So when I say they already have the pattern, that's what I mean is they already have the pattern designed, developed and scaled to fit a size range. So that's again, I'm going to I keep working up to like, what's the next step? What's the next step? So the next step would be basically taking something that you might have bought from a vendor that sold really well, going to that vendor and saying, hey, I want this style, but I want it in leopard print. How much is it going to cost me? What's the delivery timing on that? Um, in terms of fabric, do you have the same or similar fabric? Do you want to change the fabric? What does that do to the fit? They have designers on staff 
that will help you figure that out. There may be a small sample charge. So you may have to pay $40, $50 to get a sample sent to you in that new fabric, in that new material with the same pattern. You should do that. You should get that. <laughs> you want to make sure it looks good because sometimes what we find is you look at this little swatch of material and you're like, oh, that leopard print is so cute. And then you see it on a big shirt or a pair of pants and you're like, oh, that's actually not cute. <laughs> we shouldn't do that. And that has happened to me so many times in my my design and development career where, you know, you have it in your head like, oh, I can just see it. It's going to be great. And then you see the sample and you're like, woof, that's actually, I, I was delusional. <laughs> so let's make sure that you get those samples from the vendor. I will say that most vendors in that situation are going to require generally between 80 units and 120 units. Um, and that is generally broken down by size. So, you know, in terms of like 120 units, if you did four sizes, that would be 30 units a size for that style. Unless you have a big audience or you're going to really start your own wholesale brand, it is quite a bit of units. You do have to turn through quite a bit. That could be totally okay for you, or that could be a big leap for you. You know, again, we're talking stages working up to this. So 120 to sometimes vendors are at like 200 in LA for a minimum. Um, and again, that's broken down generally by sizing. So it's not 200 per size. It's going to depend on the vendor. If you have my how to shop LA fashion district guide, that actually I include a list of vendors and I do actually highlight ones that do private label manufacturing and what their minimums are. Now that guides from about two years ago, but I'm pretty sure most of them are still doing it. So if you have vendors that you like that you work with a lot, just reach out, give them a call, say, hey, what's the deal? What are your minimums? What is the timing like? Generally in LA, timing is anywhere between four and eight weeks once you get like sort of a sample made, the, the samples approved. So, so what will happen is you'll say, hey, I want to see this shirt in this print. Can you send that to me? Yep, great. They'll send it in a week or two. You'll try it on. Maybe you'll make some fit adjustments or maybe it's perfectly fine. Then you'll say, great, approved. Here's my order. Here's my payment. And generally within that time, you'll say to them, hey, when can you ship this? If it's coming from LA, it's always going to airship. So you're going to pay the like FedEx charge, which again, if you're shipping 120 units, remember it's it's not going to be your typical shipping charge. So you're going to want to factor all of this into your costs and your retail you should be able to get it pretty quick. I think LA typically works on a four, six, eight week turnaround, depending on your quantity, depending if they can get the fabric. There's, you know, listen, I'm giving you like the baseline of how it works. Every vendor works differently. And of course, every time of year is going to be different. And, you know, we've had situations in the past year or two where a vendor's run out of fabric or they have to resource a different fabric because they can't find the one they want. I'm giving you the general outline, but you always want to ask the vendor these very specific questions about what is the timing? What is going to be my final cost? Can you guesstimate shipping on this? You know, you want to know all that stuff because like really, let's say you're ordering 120 pieces at like $15 a piece. You're going to spend $1,800 just on that item and then to get it shipped to you is maybe $300. So, you know, you're dropping two grand on one style in one color. So this is why I'm saying this is a great next step for you if you think you can sell 30 to 40 to 50 pieces of a style, of a size. But again, it is something to work up to, okay? 
The next level of this would be going overseas. And when I say overseas, I don't necessarily mean China. There are manufacturers in Peru and Mexico and Korea and Vietnam and India. Uh, I've seen some out of Dubai recently. China obviously is going to be the biggest one that you'll find on places like Alibaba, which is a great resource for finding manufacturers. Um, but you will have to make sure they're verified. You will want to work with them before you send the money. It's better to work with the vendors in LA at first and, and do some tests there because when you do work overseas, what I will tell you is it's always going to be a guessing game. Unless you have a friend who's worked with a factory or manufacturer in China, a manufacturer's agent in China, unless you go visit the factory, unless you go meet the agent, you're just not going to know what's going on. You really want to find someone who has, you know, a a factory, a manufacturer that has some kind of agent that works for them that speaks English, that's used to working with your kind of account. And that can be a little bit hard to find, especially through a resource like Alibaba. I'm definitely not here to give you resources. I'm just kind of leading you to water and hoping that you can do your due diligence. What I will say is that anywhere overseas that you decide to manufacture, generally the quantities are going to be higher but the price will be lower. So something that might cost you $20 to make in LA may cost you around $10 or $12 in an overseas situation. However, instead of buying 120 units, you're being asked to buy 200 to 400 pieces of a style, of a color. So again, that's a very big investment. Of course, the the price is lower, the cost is lower, but again, can you churn through those units. Now, again, if you're going to start a wholesale company, you have a big investment ready to go. Great. Absolutely. You should be fine. What I will say also about working overseas, depending on where you are, things will have to be boated. Air shipping is much more expensive. You can airship, but air shipping 400 pieces of something is just, it's going to get expensive. So you will prefer to put it on a boat that will take a while. We've been hearing crazy things about boats getting stuck in the LA port, having to turn around and go back to Asia. Um, There's been some crazy things. So, you know, until after kind of the COVID mess is kind of cleared up, boating is always going to be a risky situation. Boating is also always going to be a risky situation because there are pirates out on the ocean, believe it or not. It sounds really crazy, but I have actually had some of my merchandise stolen by pirates in the Indian Ocean. (laughs) So you just never know what's going to happen on a boat. And granted, that could happen in the air too, but boat's always going to be cheaper. It's always going to take about three to four weeks to get here. Then it has to get on a truck and get to you. Work with a good vendor overseas who can help you set up all of that shipping because it's just a lot of logistics. There's going to be import tax depending on what you're making, Um, but a good vendor with a good agency will really help you work all those kinks out because it's what they do every day. So again, whether it's in Asia, whether it's in South America or Central America, you should be able to find some good partners who can help you out. Um, It just may take a little while. Now, if you're in a situation where you're like, you know what, I have a style that I love, but I want to modify it, or I want to start from scratch, I have new designs that I want to make, That is going to be a bit trickier. Generally, what I would have you do is hire what's called a technical designer who is trained and understands how to actually fit and make garments so that they fit people. So not only will they like include the darts and the width and use standard size charts, but they'll also be able to scale that piece up and down for you. So if you do want to do it in 
medium, large, extra large, 2XL, they'll appropriately scale the measurements for the factory to be able to create the patterns that will allow you to do that. So I always say if you're starting from scratch, please, please, please consider hiring a technical designer. You can find them on Fiverr. If you can't find someone good, we do have someone in our resource bank who might be able to help you. But again, that's another person to pay. There will be a sample process and you probably want the person to receive the samples and then fit them on someone. So you would have a fit model. Make sure that everything fits because again, you're going to go and order two to 400 of this. You want to make sure it fits. Um, And that sample process can take a while, especially if you're starting from scratch. You're going to want to get first, second, third samples, and then you'll get a pre-production sample that once that pre-production sample is approved, that is what the factory will go on and make from there. Um, They should also send you what's called a TOP sample or a top of production sample once they start to make the stuff. Um, Because you're making such small quantities, by the time you get that TOP sample, they might be done making all of your units. When I was working for bigger companies and we were ordering thousands of units, sometimes if we got a top of production sample that didn't look quite right, we could influence it. But generally, your pre-production sample needs to be perfect and approved so that they can basically go out, purchase the fabric, uh, make sure that they have the time in the factory blocked for your product to go through the factory line. And that's all based on pre-production samples. Top of production sample generally would be what we would use for photo shoots, for fittings, for press, PR, things like that. But you do want to make sure that you factor in if you're starting from scratch or if you're making massive modifications to a style that has worked for you, you do want to factor in the timing of all of that. So if you are going to start from scratch and you're going to make it overseas, either way, you definitely want to add four to six weeks onto the timeline. LA could probably move a little quicker just because they're closer. But still, I've I've had clients getting samples from overseas in three or four days because they just airship on FedEx or whatever. The, the only thing that happens when you start from scratch is that there is a longer sample process just to make sure you can get it right. So whether that's from the fit, whether that's from a technique that you're using, no matter what you're doing, what I want to tell you is that if you're going to design your own stuff, no matter where you are, it's going to be a four week to a four month, six month process start to finish. So that's why at the beginning of this podcast, I told you I was in a position where I was always working on all four seasons at once, no matter where we were in the calendar year. And so I think it's really important to just think if you wanted to launch a wholesale line or you wanted to launch your own line, you really think have, have to think holistically about what's the timing. Like if you were going to like say, I'm going to start today, you might not have everything ready to go for four months, again, depending on the situation. It does require a pretty big investment, again, because I'm talking big units. But you might be in that situation where you're ready to do it. If you do want to learn more about starting your own clothing brand, that is something that you want to do. That is something that I don't actually teach in a course. That's something I do more with my one-on-one clients when they've gotten to a certain point. So reach out. Let me know if it's something you want more help with. It's something I have, like I said, extensive experience in. I don't have all my factory contacts that I used to, but I absolutely can help you get started, especially in LA. There's tons of resources there. Yeah, I hope this has really helped. It's a really awesome idea to want to start your own clothing brand line, especially if you have a different perspective, especially if you have a really particular style that you don't see out there that you really want to bring to either customers or boutiques. I I absolutely think there's opportunity in it. It's just, it's a much longer term business plan than than like starting a boutique. Anyone can start in a boutique in probably three to four weeks. (laughs) It's just, that's not 
how developing your own line is going to go. So hopefully I've given you some inspiration. Hopefully that you have kind of understood, you know, some of the big picture stuff that goes into creating your own line. And if it's something you want to do, then like absolutely start to explore more of it. You know, save your money, have good savings to, to put into investing and build that audience, whether it is boutique owners or it is just your customer base. There's absolutely opportunity, especially if you have a big customer base to start making your own stuff and selling it to them and having these unique pieces. I think that's a really great way to stand out. So I hope you've enjoyed this. Thanks for joining me. I'm Emily Benson. Thanks for listening to the Booster Boutique podcast and I'll see you next week.